The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While the crowd was pressing in on Jesus and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Genesaret. He saw two boats there alongside the lake. The fishermen had disembarked and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, he asked him to put out a short distance from the shore. And then he sat down and he talked to crowds from the boat. After he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. And Simon said in reply, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing, but at your command I will lower the nets. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets were tearing They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that the boats were in danger of sinking. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For astonishment at the catch of the fish they had made seized him and all those with him. And likewise, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners of Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. When they brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. A good many years ago, I was in Rome for the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. I remember. Pope John Paul II entering that basilica. It's a presence you don't forget, and a moment that in some ways changes things. I'm sure you've had an experience like that, an encounter with someone that changed everything. There is, however, one encounter in life that must change everything. Pope John Paul II is fond of reminding us that we live in a superficial world. We live on the surface. Trivial things 
superficial pleasures, superficial novelties. We chase after things that have no real value whatsoever. Or if there is value, it's only temporary, and yet we want to cling to those things. We are afraid, it would seem, to go into the depths of reality, into the depths of God. Today's gospel is such a gospel. Our Lord sees two boats. He gets into the boat that belongs to Simon. That's no accident, by the way. There's a reason for that. And he asks him to pull out from the shore, and he speaks to the crowd. And when he's finished, then he says, put out into deep water. Go out into the deep. That's an important statement, too. He's telling us that. We must go out into the deep. We must go out into the presence and into the mystery of God. We've got to get away from the superficial, superficial elements in our lives and go into the mystery of God in contemplation. Go out into the deep. Pope John Paul II even wrote an encyclical entitled Duke at Alton, which means go out into the deep, where we must find him. And he tells them to lower their nets. Now notice, St. Peter shows himself St. Peter shows himself from the very beginning. He objects. He objects to what our Lord wants to do initially. Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing. What does this carpenter know about fishing anyway? Obviously, he's an unusual individual. There's something very different about him. But Peter knows fishing. And then he says, but at your command, I will lower the nets. If you say so, all right, we will lower the nets. And we see the result of it. That's no accident either. The ship, the boat, is Peter's. The fish are the church. And it's no accident that it's Peter's boat, since he is the one who in the end will be... uh, the one who is appointed to steer that ship, that boat. The boat is the church. And they have this great catch of fish. And what's his response? His response is pretty, actually a pretty good one. It says that, um, and Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Well, we can all say the same thing in the presence of the Lord, can't we? Or we should. Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. But... St. Peter isn't saying that just because he's humble. He's saying that because he's afraid. He's afraid all of a sudden of who this man is and what he might be. And most of all, that he might call him to something that he doesn't want to be and doesn't want to do. So the best thing to do is to tell him to go away. Is that surprising? If we think we don't do that from time to time, we're very much mistaken, because we do. So he wants the Lord to go away because he is a sinful man. And our Lord then is having none of that. And so we are told that he was astonished and all those who were with him. And our Lord then simply says, do not be afraid. Just like that. Do not be afraid. 
From now on, you'll be catching men. And he calls them to follow him. He calls these sinful people. Well, who else, either, who, is, who else is there to call? He calls these sinful people. He calls these fishermen. Notice, too, that they encounter him at the beginning of the gospel while they are washing their nets. They were doing something very ordinary. Just doing what they do during the day, just doing their work. And they encounter the Lord, as we do, but we don't think about that. When, when we seem to go into wherever we work or whatever we do, we focus on that. We are unaware of the fact that that's where he is going to come to us often. And we don't reflect upon his coming, which we should. Again, we have this department. These, our lives are broken up into departments, compartments. But it shouldn't be that way. Everything we do, as everything they did, was formed by his presence. And we are then told that they brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. Did they? Peter was afraid. Our Lord knew that he was afraid. He knew that the others were afraid too. And yet, time and on, Peter became more and more confident, more and more secure. Uh, And yet, we will find what? After the agony of the garden, the gospel tells us Peter followed the Lord at a distance. He no longer followed him up close. He followed him from a distance, as we can do. We want to be within uh, his presence, but not too close, because he will call us to things that we don't want to do and don't want to be. That's part of the gospel. And then Peter won't follow him at all. In fact, remember, at the agony in the garden, I was reading a a book, an interview with Cardinal Sarah, and um, the interview person who was interviewing him asked about collegiality amongst the bishops. And he said about collegiality, with, without the Holy Father, there isn't any, but he said, the only things we find the apostles doing together is running away from the Lord. <laughs> That's collegiality. That's the one thing they could all agree on was it was time to run. Uh, but then I, Peter will have to learn, won't he? You will have to learn what it means to follow all over again. And you and I can do that too. So we are called, as he was, this owner of the boat, the one who will be called to lead the church of all people. Uh, We are called by the Lord uh, to him. Now, he comes to us, obviously, here. He comes to us in his body and blood. He comes to us in that reality. He comes to us in his sacrifice. He comes to us in the resurrection. He comes to us in his Eucharistic presence. And he calls us. And he tells us not to be afraid. You know, there's a prayer, something like this. Lord, I want to experience your friendship. I ask you to take all fear away. And with the grace of courage and fortitude, all fear having been torn away, that I may love and embrace you as the friend that you want me to be. This is what I ask, that you would fill up my emptiness with yourself. Well, uh, the Eucharist then will give us the grace to overcome all fear. Without the Eucharist, we can never follow him closely. We will always follow him at a distance. It may seem comfortable, but it won't be what he wants. He calls us to himself. When the Lord asks us to follow, calls us to follow him, it's an imperative, not a 
suggestion. He means it. When he calls us to be his disciples, that's what he wants. That's what he intends. And then you and I must accept. That's the great mystery of God's love. Uh, that calling to us. And so we will now respond to that call as, it, as he comes to us in the reality of his being.